Now, so we're, we're joined by Deborah Dungeon. Yes, that's yeah, right. You're very welcome. Thank you. And it's nice to meet you in person. I don't think we've met in no, person. We've, no, I don't think so. We've talked on the radio it was, it was several times. During COVID, exactly, I think. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. So tell us, you have what? I'm here with the new Discover St. Flannan's Guide. So you had Reverend Paul a few minutes ago yes. talking about the Lua Festival. This is a guide that's been sponsored by the Heritage Council under the Community Heritage Fund. And we've created this so that when people come to the cathedral, they can pick it up and it's nearly a self-guide. So the cathedral is now open from 10 to 7 every day. So you can just walk in, pick up this guide, and it'll bring you through the various areas in the cathedral and also the artefacts. There's a lot of information on that. There's a lot. Now, this information was researched and written by Dr. Judith Hill, who is a well-known architectural historian, and we've commissioned her to work on our conservation plan at the cathedral. So this was to use the work that she'd done and and condense it into a, a more a handy form so that people could actually, you know, get those those grains of, of information. Like if you were to look at all she researched, it would take yes. a lot of reading. Yes. But this at least gives you succinctly what the cathedral, how long it's been there, how it was constructed, and then the various areas in it and the various artifacts. And then we also cover the, uh, the oratory, which is in the grounds, that's owned by the OPW, or under the governance of the OPW, and also some of the graves in the graveyard, with some very old graves. So for the uninitiated who have never heard of Killer Lou, or never yes. heard of St. Flannan's Cathedral, will you give us a little bit of the history of it, so, please? St. <laughs> Flannan's is the latest church to be built on that site. So prior to St. Flannan's, which was supposed to be constructed between 1195 and 1225, there was a a cathedral known as the Lost Cathedral. That's its kind of nickname. And it wasn't there for very long. It was believed to be built by Donald Moore, who built St. Mary's in Limerick. And it was in the Romanesque style, so high decoration, lots of carving, rounded rounded arches. That's, That's a key of Romanesque. And it was short-lived. It was supposed to be burned in 1185 by a raid of by Carl of Connacht on Killaloo. But prior to that, in the annals, it said that Brian had a church at Killaloo, meaning Brian Brew, and that was most likely wooden in structure. So that would have also most likely been on that site. So it's just the last in a series of churches that's there. And it's there, if you go by the dates of construction, 1195, it's there over 800 years. And if you use 1225, it's nearly 800 years there. So we have an 800-year window, you know, that's... Yes, yes. would it have changed much no, in that and 800 that is years? the beauty of it. And that's what Judith Hill, the Dr. Judith Hill, who did the research for us on the conservation plan, she said it's the most unspoiled church she's seen. And what's beautiful about it is you'll find other churches of the 13th century, but they will be ruins. There's no roof on them or yeah, anything. Yeah. Whereas this is an actual working building and with very little modification over the centuries. So really, when you step into the nave, which is the bit inside the front door, inside the west door, a big, open, high, 
whitewashed plain area that is quite representative of how it was when it was built so it's really wonderful uh, what is it what, just for our listeners what yeah. is the nave the nave is the say the gathering point in the church you have the nave and the chancel the chancel is where the holy bit is say yeah. the church proper is such where you have the sanctuary and you'd hold religious service the nave was more constructed as a gathering place if you'd imagine when this was built the bishop of the time there was no trains planes cars or anything so when the bishop called a gathering everyone had to come at once you yes. know and, and all gather in the same place so the nave would have been used as a, a function room really yes. you know so it was your meeting your, room. your, meeting room, your gathering spot exact, exactly yes. yeah so the nave is so the say the not so holy part. There wouldn't be services in the nave. Yes. And then you go to. You a might get a cup of tea there. You might. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk to the the crossing, which is under the tower. That's termed the crossing, and the tower goes is above that. And then you enter the chancel. So that's where the sanctuary is and the pews where you have service. And then the church is cruciform in shape, meaning it's in a cross shape and the shape of a cross. It has these two sticky outbits on the north side and the south side. And the north transept, the one that is nearest, closest to the bridge in Killaloo, that was a school at one point in the early 1820s. Bishop Mant's wife created a school for boys and for girls there. And then the south transept was the bishop's court. So years ago, say prior to civil law, the bishop could enact law, so they could rule on so more moral crimes, say. So the, in the South Transept, you would have had the bishop's court, and I think it was in the late 1800s that bishop's courts were, civil law took over completely. Yes. They no longer had a legal standing. So the South Transept was then made into St. Paul's Chapel in the 1970s. So we've actually two churches within the cathedral. The cathedral itself, and in the main body of the church, and in the south transept, we have St. Paul's Chapel, which is a standalone consecrated chapel on its yeah. own. Yeah. You did yeah. some repair work, did you, on the, uh, oh, the tower? Yeah, there's repair work going on all the time. Ongoing, yeah. So if you think the church really hasn't had any serious work done, the, the chancel, so the bit closest to the river, the holy part, say, was re-roofed in 1860. 1861-62. So, I think the nave has been re-roofed in the past, say, 1960s, 1970s. Yeah. But what we found was in in the 80s, the tower was repointed using cement, which was the fashion in the 1980s. But the problem with cement is that it keeps the moisture in; it doesn't get out. Yeah. So we had water coming down through the walls into the belf- into the crossing, into the church church building the ground floor and also we have our organ there which is installed was installed in 1900 so it's 120 years old it was getting water damaged so we had to get that covered with scaffolding and then we had to start raising money to repoint so we had to pick out in all the, the traditional old, fashion in the traditional fashion yeah, yeah. so we had to re- pick out all the we says I <laughs> poor, poor lads had to do all that you were up the ladder never went near it no yeah. so the boys are up there picking out all the concrete chasing all that out and then repointing with sand and lime the traditional material 
Now that cost an awful lot of money, and we were lucky in well, we, were, we were lucky to be granted, given grant aid by the Historic Structures Fund in 2021. Uh, we got some money towards the repointing work, and then in 2022 this year we were awarded another tranche of money. But it's not it's not fully covering the cost. Like the cost of that is it, once you start once you say conservation, you add notes. You know, you have conservation builder, conservation yeah, architect, yeah. everything. But it has to be done properly. Like it can't be, it can't be, and it but can't be let ru- fall into ruin. As you're speaking there, I'm looking over your your Are right you shoulder at, at yeah, the cathedral, it and it is beautiful. And there there's still some scaffolding around it. But am I right in thinking that at some stage the the height of the tower was increased? Oh yeah, the the height the tower was raised twice. So up to the late 1700s. It was a pyramid top, and it had a weather vane on it. And then in the late 1700s, a Bishop Knox, who was in Clarisford. Now, the palace, Clarisford House, the Bishop's Palace, was finished in 1777. And he was, I think, the, the second bishop to live there. Supposedly, he said he couldn't see the cathedral from the palace, so he got the tower raised, I think, by 15 feet. So it was a bit of a vanity thing, maybe. So And he put battlements on it. So before, imagine there was a pyramid top. Now you have the four corners with battlements. But then, in 1900, the new belfry, the new bells were commissioned in, I think, 1897, an honor to Bishop Chester, who'd been here. And then the belfry had to be built to accommodate these bells. So the tower was raised again. So that was its second rising. So now I think it's finished now. We won't be doing any more. You've no No. plans to go higher. An interesting piece I see here. The glaze screen was erected in 1892 and built by John Sisk of Cork. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Who's been in the new bridge? Full circle, yeah. And and John Sisk at the bank in Killaloo as well. Really? In that opened in 1901. (laughs) But I've made Sisk very aware of this. (laughs) I bet you have. I I think it's really, it's amazing. And John Sisk built the Catholic Church in Nina as well. Around the same time, John John Sisk started off as church builder. Really? Yeah. So this was the screen was one of their creations. Yeah. So it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> so there. Keep them waiting though. Oh yeah. You yeah, might yeah. send a few lads over to do a bit of work when well, building the bridge. There is corporate social responsibility, you know, and I think that would oh, be yeah, something yeah. that Sisk will be giving back, I'm sure, to the community. So it's good to make them aware that they have a bit of their heritage here in Killaloo. Two pieces, the bank and the screen. Yeah, And I notice you've become a repository for a number of medieval artefacts. We have, and those other wonderful... The the Ohm Stone, that is such an interesting piece. The Ohm Stone is a bit of a cross, the base of a cross, most likely. And it was discovered in 1916 in the graveyard wall by a Professor McAllister. He was here with the Royal Society of Antiquaries and he was he was commenting that there was no evidence of the Vikings that the Scandinavians ever been here. And the next day he saw the lines on this stone in the wall. So he got it taken out of the wall, it was cleaned down and he realized that it also had ohm writing on the corner of it. So it's a bilingual stone. It's got runic and ohm writing on it which is really, really rare. There is one other in the Isle of Man. And is there enough of script there that she would know yeah, what the message yeah. is? And it says, Thogram carved this cross, a blessing on Thogram. Now, in 1102, 
King Magnus Bearlegs of Norway came here to visit Mora, Brian Brew's grandson, I think. And they had kind of a, an international conference at Kinkora where they were trading daughters for wives. You know, there was a bit of... At this <laughs> a bit point, of matchmaking in this A bit of matchmaking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you see, at this point, it, there were hiberno-Scandinavian relations. Yes. You know, they were no longer p- yeah. pillaging and plundering. So with Magnus was a soldier called Sogram. So he would have been a high-standing person in an, ally, uh, an aid to the, to the king. So we think that this stone might have been, happened in the time that he was here. So that gives us a date for that cross as well, 1102, that fragment of a cross. But that has created great interest. There's an ohm study being done in Ireland where they're documenting, documenting all the ohm stones. And uh, Digital Heritage Age came to the cathedral and they did a 3D scan of the, the, the ohm stone. So it's beautiful because you can view it. Uh, now, when we have our website up and running and everything, we'll have that visual on there. So people can view it and be yeah. able to see. What stage is your website at? Well, we've got a, a website currently, but we're looking at how could we... In, uh, yeah, how could, could we maybe display more of our yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Now, when, when you say we, are we talking that's about... the select vestry, yeah. So we're the committee that kind of runs the, the church. And it's part of the... You're part of the Church of Ireland. Ireland, yes. yes. Yeah, every, every church would have a select vestry. So the committee... Treasurer, we within ourselves uh, within our uh, vestry, we have a property committee might be part of that. So looking at what has to be done, like really, we have to conserve this building. Like we yes. no choice, we cannot let it go no. to wreck and ruin, and it's on our watch really. So this is the time to to make it happen. Yeah, but I suppose it's uh, you know it's wider also maybe than the Church of Ireland of community because yeah. I mean it's, it's a treasure in our yeah. in our county yeah. in our region. It is, and it's it's Killaloo's Cathedral. You know, it it was here before the Anglican faith came to Ireland. Yeah. So it 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 has to be used for more and more events. Like that's something that's recognised now. It can, it can't. It, it primarily it's a place of worship twice a week, 11:30 on a Sunday and 11 on a Tuesday. However, it can do so much more, and it can serve more, and it needs to be lived in and used. So that's what we're trying. To, uh, one of our next things is accessibility. How to have ramp access in. So we're going to have to dig a little bit into the as you walk into the left of the grave, to the left of the entrance. So that's going to require archaeology. So that's our next big bills coming are going to be archaeology and then construction of restrooms downstairs. They'll probably be outside on the side of the building. They'll have to be built sympathetically. They'll have to work. We have to look at a new heating system. Our boiler is on its last legs and it's under the chancel. There were skeletons found there when they were digging that hole out in 1867. That's where where our boiler is, in a hole that was made in a chamber that was built, dug out in 1867. And our boiler isn't that old, but it's not far off. It's it's creaking along. It has reached its best before days, hasn't it? <laughs> so what we're looking at is a, a heat pump that would be taken from the canal. So the 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 the, 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 the energy would be taken from the base of the canal. Apparently, oh, uh, energy, it, energy yeah. from water, yeah. so base of water is more is better. And that yeah, that make us sustainable too. So, but that's a huge job. That's archaeology. That's um, a lot of technology and a lot of you know. We'll have to have the plant to drive that you know, in the ground somewhere. So, Aina Rowe of Waterways Ireland, he's behind us 100%. So, it's just, we have a big shopping list. 
yes. for, for potential benefactors who would love to give the cathedral tons of money. Like, we, re- we really need an awful lot of money. I know. But, but we will, we're, gonna, we're getting a feasibility done at the moment, kindly um, funded by CLDC, the Limerick Clare, the, the Clare Development uh, Company. Yeah. So that'll be finished shortly. And then we'll have, we'll know what we're facing bill-wise and we'll know, we'll have a plan as to how to fund it. You know, how do we how do we approach this? But when you when you walk into the church mm. in in Killaloo, into the cathedral, mm. I mean, it's 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 hard to describe it, but it is like going back in time. It is, and it's special. It's, there is a feeling is, there. Oh, there is yeah. for sure. And I mean, you're looking at the stones and the yeah. you know, the floor and the doorway that yeah. people have walked through for yeah. whatever it is, yeah, eight hundred years. years. Imagine, but, you know, yeah. that, uh, people. Now, walk, the, when you're walking on the flagstones, I used to say to myself. Gosh, I'm walking on 800 years of history, but the flagstones were actually re- put down in 1701, I think it was. <laughs> That's only so, the other day. I know it is in the cathedral's life. It is, yeah, it and is. it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> they're new. Yes, <laughs> and, and that was something I, when I give tours, I'm talking about the furniture in the chancel, the pews and the the altar, the the, the pews, the bishop's throne, the pulpit, etc. And that was installed in, I always get this date wrong, yeah, 1886-87. So that's our new furniture. Yeah. So it is never, and I, I said that once on Claire FM, um, I said, and, and the furniture is new. And your man was looking at me, going, what are you on about? But it is actually the latest furniture. Yeah. And I wonder, is that part, if you look at a Catholic church, it's all done up, you know, carpets, painted, everything. Is the fact that the Church of Ireland wouldn't have a load of money you know, is it that the case that the furniture is held on to? You know, it's yeah. not it's not changed. Well, would you believe, uh, October of last year, I was in France uh, to my friends, and we were, drove 2,700 miles, and one of them went, he's not a practicing Christian. Yeah. He had to go into every church. Oh, they're so beautiful, and Aren't especially they? on the continent, they're so yes. old, and they're exactly. so unchanged. Exactly. Unchanged. That's unchanged. what you want. Yes. You want that feeling. Well, there's a beautiful church. We, we go to Lisieux uh, from time to time oh, in yes. France, yeah. Yeah. northern France and there's a church there. It's not the main big the, cathedral, the now, but it's it's a little yeah. church on yeah. on the street. Uh-huh. And when you go into it, you smell the the mustiness mm. and the, uh-huh. you smell the, the the ancient smell of it. You know, <laughs> you miss that water dripping down the street. No, no, it's, 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 it's dry, <laughs> but you just oh, and yeah. it's, it's now you don't get the same smell in Killaloo, but it's the same feeling. Oh, it, you know, yeah. you're in something old. Yes. You know, and yes. you do, and you think, like you said, Jim, all the people have gone through that door. Like when we give history talks now and we're talking about the different characters in Killaloo history they've all probably been at the cathedral yes, you know yeah, and you're yeah. going I'm talking about someone that was in the 1800s he, he or she were here as well yeah, like I'm here yeah, now yeah. they were here before I know and it's the and same it's, stones the same yeah, walls the same yeah. doors it's brilliant yeah, it really it is. is like it's it so is. full of history and thank God none of it's been taken away yes, you know yeah, yes, and that yeah. that would be the fear you would hate to see it modernised you know? yes, yes. Well, I can imagine the bishop giving out to you for coming back looking for more money didn't you get furniture in the 1880s <laughs> exactly. The new furniture. Yeah, all your new. Look at all your new furniture. What's wrong with you? But it is. It's true. Yeah, that is our new furniture. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. But 
Absolutely, it's it's just brilliant. I mean, we, you know, we've spoken about to, to tourism. We had Sinead here representing us for tourism uh-huh. and and talking about that, the, yeah. the area that we have here, yes. right under our nose. Oh, is such yeah. a beautiful area for you know, for, oh, from yeah. a tourist point of view and, and yeah. to live in as well. And, obviously, and think of spiritual but, tourism. Yes. The Holy Island, yeah. you've uh, Clonfert, you've Clon McNoise. So the whole Shannon mm. was the highway. You've and like saints and scholars, like yes. we're in it, you yes. know. And, and as I was saying, it was, I think, just the Reverend Fall Spencer. That was the M50 of his day. It would have been, oh yeah, of there, course, yeah. 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 Or it was the M7. It yeah, was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was the highway. It was. So it was yeah. used for all, and that's why we have so many monastic settlements. And most likely, w- the cathedral is built on a monastic settlement. You know, it has to be something. If you think of Brian had a church there. You have the oratory there. You have in, in medieval times they didn't bury people very deep. They weren't scared of disease. You know the big plagues hadn't happened then. Yeah. Yes. So, like there's bodies all around that Church Street area. That uh, apparently the 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 apron or the say the settlement land would have gone up up John Street and down Bridge Street. So that whole area down there is really significant. If you go anywhere down at all. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably find bones. So that's really. why anyone building down there all is archaeology, archaeology, archaeology. But I often think, you know, our faith and the, the strength of our... In all yes, denominations of course, yeah. uh, is, is part of, let's say, the, I mean, the faith and our personal belief. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fact that we are in churches and we are in an area where our ancestors worship for hundreds yeah. of years before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that adds something hugely I to I think it. you get that on Holy Island, don't you? When you, you do. Holy you Island. get it in oh, you would, you you get would, it all yeah, the old churches. Yeah, that you do have that feeling that you're in something important yes. that, has, that has served. And I suppose that's our new challenge is declining church attendance. And how do you present the cathedral as a spiritual place, more yes. so than, than a, a tourist place? Or, or also more so as a Church of Ireland, an Anglican faith yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, people should be welcome in every church. Exactly. You know, they should exactly. feel welcome. And that's what we're hoping to do. We're saying to Paul, there's the one God, isn't there? There is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we getting signals there from uh, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're getting signals that, that we quick. have had <laughs> <laughs> in the last minute reason. or so of yeah. our broadcast today. Yeah. So, Deborah, many thanks. And thank you. And we, we'll come down, please God, and enjoy you. more uh, talks and everything yeah. in yes. the cathedral. And thank you for your support. Of course you can. Yeah. And there, the guides are on the table in the church. So and it's open every day? Every day from 10 to 7. 10 to 7. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. Deborah okay. Dudgeon, many thanks for thank joining us. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon again. All right. Thank you. Exactly. Indeed. Thank <laughs> you.